Father, we ask that you would help us now to hear and to understand your word. Father, we pray that you would transform each of us so that we would become more like Jesus, so that we would live a life of wisdom. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The quest to find a partner is becoming big business. From speed dating nights to take me out events where guys have to try to impress a group of girls, there's money to be made in the hunt for a husband or a wife. The rise of the dating website is evidence of this. A few years ago we were in America on holiday and we were surprised to find christianmingle.com adverts on TV and on billboards around New York City. But what are you looking for in a partner? Or what do you bring to a relationship? Well, over this year at Cafe Church, we've been sampling some of the Proverbs. We've looked at some of the major themes, all of which build on the basic building block of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and of wisdom. Tonight we come to the final chapter of Proverbs, to a passage which might be slightly better known than some of the other passages that we've looked at uh, these evenings together. Whole ministries have been built on the basis of these verses, encouraging ladies to be a Proverbs 31 woman. As the women get the last word in the book of Proverbs, let's look at the Proverbs 31 woman to see what she's like and how we might become more like her. The first thing to notice, although it's hard to see in the English version, is that this is an acrostic. So from verse 10, each verse begins with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It would be a bit like us having a poem where the first line starts with A and the next line starts with B and C and so on. It's an A to Z of an excellent woman. So let's dive in with the very first verse, verse 10. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Another version asks the same question, uh, but puts it this way. Who can find an excellent wife? Now this isn't asked because such an excellent wife is unattainable, as if it's impossible to find such a person, but rather because Proverbs has already highlighted the fact that not all wives, and I must add not all husbands, are excellent. In another part of Proverbs that we haven't heard so far, uh, we find these words. It is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. And there are a few other Proverbs, something like that. Um, If you want, we can find them and, and have a look at them later. So we can. But... As far as I've heard, nobody in Rich Hill or the surrounding areas has moved onto the roof. Maybe thought of it, 
<laughs> maybe thought of it, but not done it yet anyway. But to have a wife of noble character is beyond value. She is worth far more than rubies. Or as we would say, she's worth her weight in gold. And the following verses show us why she is so precious. But what I noticed as I was looking at the the list, at, at this passage, was how this excellent wife is described in terms of the themes that we've looked at over the past few cafe churches. We looked at relationships one night, drinking from your own sister, at keeping pure and faithful. And we see that here in this chapter. Look at verses 11 and 12. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Here we find that that faithfulness, that trust, that is at the centre of any successful relationship. And here it's a marriage that builds up, that brings good and not harm, leading to them flourishing together. We also looked one night at work and thought about the sluggard. Perhaps you remember the picture of the lazy lump lying on his bed, turning like a door on its hinges, too lazy to even lift the spoon to his mouth. Well, the Proverbs 31 woman is not like that. It seems that she never stops. She's always at something. There's mention there, verse 13, of wool and flax and working with eager hands. Verse 14 and 15, bringing food, uh, cooking breakfast while it is still dark. Uh, She's involved in property deals, buying fields and planting vineyards in verse 16. Buying and selling, uh, working into the evening by lamplight uh, when the sun goes down. Using the distaff, anyone know what a distaff is? No, it's something that you use when you're spinning yarn. It's it's the the, the big pool uh, that you put it on, and the spindles in your hand, and you kind of wind it around as you spin. Uh, and here she's using that. Uh, her family have scarlet clothing, uh, so she doesn't fear if it's going to snow. And she makes her own bed clothes, linen garments, and sashes as well. Anyone feeling tired? listening to all that. She's a busy woman, isn't she? By the time you say it all, let alone do it, it's time for a tea break, I think. She is certainly no sluggard. The picture is of someone who makes sure that her family is provided for, keeping busy, using the talents she has been given by God. But she isn't selfish. And she isn't greedy. In our series, we also thought about uh, that good news for the poor, using our wealth not just for ourselves, uh, but the importance of caring for and helping those less fortunate than yourself. And the Proverbs 31 woman has that covered as well. Look at verses 19 and 20, how they fit together. In her hand, she holds the distaff, 
and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. At the hands that are busy in work at this stuff and spindle as she makes yarn are also held out to the poor and needy. She opens her arms, she reaches out her hands, she models God's concern for the poor, the ministry of mercy. Through Proverbs, we also looked at, the, at, at our words and the tongue, which has the power of life and death. And here, uh, we hear what comes out of her mouth. Uh, look at verse 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She has no fear of the future. She is able to laugh at whatever may come. Her hope is secure. And when she speaks, there are words of wisdom, words of kindness. Her speech is gracious. So in every way, in each of our key themes, she passes the test with flying colours. She really is an excellent wife, worth far more than rubies. And that's the opinion of her children and her husband as well. In verse 28, her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. So, How does hearing all that make you feel? Do you feel encouraged and proud? Because actually your ears are burning and we've been talking about you all night. Thankful and delighted because this is your wife that we've heard described? Perhaps. Another common reaction to hearing at those verses though is perhaps to feel deflated, aware of shortcomings, frustrated because you don't think it would be possible to reach those unattainable heights. Convinced that this is just propaganda, this is out of reach, like the airbrushed supermodel adverts, that you would need to be superwoman to do all this. Well, remember where we started in Proverbs in September. The very first thing that we learned was that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that's where the book ends as well. We've come full circle. The first note is also the last one. Look at verses 30 and 31. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised honour her for all that her hands have done and let her works praise her at the city gate what a motto for life you could be oh so charming but it's just a front just a deception, just a tool to get what you want. Beauty might turn heads, 
but it's fleeting. It doesn't always last. But the thing that counts is the fear of the Lord. A woman and even a man who fears the Lord is to be praised. This is the thing that matters most and everything else flows from this. You may not be doing all the things that this Proverbs 31 woman is doing. You may not be working morning, noon and night to provide and cook and clean and do everything else and keep down a full-time job and, and, and have everything perfect. But the fear of the Lord will lead you to live in your situation, whatever that may be, with your particular opportunities and challenges for God's glory. And your wisdom will shine out as we become more like Jesus, as we live in the fear of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would give us your wisdom. We pray that you would indeed be shaping us by your word and by your spirit to walk with you and to live for you and to witness to you in all that we do and think and say. Lord, we ask this for your praise and your glory. Amen.